Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson, and Brian Tanner isn't with us today. B, hope you're doing all good, man. This is King Talk. We welcome you to our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word on IG. You can also find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast and on iHeartRadio and Spotify as well. Hey, I got a special guest for you this week. I got my man, nephew, Javaris yeah, McConnor. Yeah, yeah. Javaris, we got to clap it up for ourselves, baby. All right. Hey, I appreciate you making some time out of your busy schedule um, to come and talk with us. Uh, there's a you know a couple issues that I'd hope uh, we could discuss and maybe share yeah, with uh, our listeners. But um, so congratulations to you too. You recently finished your college career over the last several yes. years, right? Yes. Uh, that should be applauded. That should be applauded, right? Blessing. Hey, well, now I'm, I'm asking you this. I'm about to put you on the spot because I'm presuming I know the answer because of how close I am to you, and I'm hoping I got it right. <laughs> you walked away with a piece of paper, though, right? Yes. You walked away with a piece of paper. Yes. All right, that's what I'm talking about. So you walked away with your bachelor's degree? Yep. All right, that's a good job, my Mine, look, minor liberal arts as well. You know, I got my AA, too. Okay, so, okay, that's you what's know up. What I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah. so you got a couple degrees on definitely, deck definitely. so far. Okay, all right, and, and man, who knows what we'll do in the future. Hey, one of the reasons I think that's so important because, okay, especially me working in a community college setting, my entire goal and focus for years has been, okay, boom, I want to help people get out of here to the university. And then I felt a sense of relief once they move forward. Like, oh, wow, this student has a scholarship offer, whether it's a full scholarship offer, partial, uh, preferred walk-on, or just walk-on. This person has an opportunity, right? And so then it's almost a relief for me, like weight off my shoulders. I've helped the next life move forward. But as of recently, you know, I've become more aware and, you know, I had some discussion with you on this about even some of the people you're, you know, who um, walked away from school without the degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I contemplate that and, and try to think how I feel about it, because did they really accomplish, you know, what we were, at least I, maybe that wasn't their goal, but what yeah. I was hoping for when that really is the minimal outcome we hope for because yeah. everybody ain't going to the league exactly. but you could at least walk away with your degree piece of paper you yeah. know what's your thoughts on that um more so I, I think i think my thoughts is a lot of people they 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 follow the dream um but they get chased up tripped up by reality yeah that's that that's what i used to think of wow follow the dream you tripped by reality I, I might steal that so one. so that 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 was my my theory on it and and of course like i was following a dream but also i was following reality as well so i more so used uh football and sports in general as a as a platform for my my life after sports mm-hmm. so so it was uh more so like i i took um networking events very serious you okay. know what i'm saying and i was just rigorous on on networking with people throughout my my playing career because like i said the ball it it deflates you know and um more so i think that's what a lot of people struggle with is is people skills and and networking and just trying to find what they truly love to do right. because of course you you love the sport but that's not the only thing you love you know okay. what I'm saying? and right. and then some some people there is it's a natural instinct for them to not show what they truly love because you know the football guys or whatever sport they're in they might feel different like you you hoop but you you love drawing you know like right, they right, might right, think right, like right. oh that's that's corny but 
you might be you might want to be the next Basquiat, you know, okay. like, or you might be um, really into fashion and, and some of your guys might think like, oh, that's, that's, that's your design. That's, that's corny. That you, you might think that's one of the top designs and later on in life, it might be in Paxson or H&M right. or something. You know what? Uh, I'm not, I wasn't aware of that. Is that a stigma sometimes as an athlete, like that you can't really demonstrate other interests or it's not, it's not cool to I, show? I, I think, I think it is just, just off the fact because when you look, when you look at sports in general, and you see when players retire or they finish playing, that's when they start doing what they truly love. Right. But right. other why, things they have passion. Yeah, for. but but why you can't do that while you're doing the sport, while right, you're into the right, sport? You know, right. like like for instance, a, a lot of people try to clown uh, lines on his family, but he liked rapping, so. He came out with an album while he was playing. You oh, know, Alonzo Ball. Alonzo Dame, Ball Damian Lillard. He did the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He came out with an album. Dame Lillard his actually career. got skills too. Yeah, you know. I, mean? I don't know about Alonzo Ball. Yeah, he made too. I'm just saying I've heard Dame. Yeah. Lillard. yeah, it's just it's it's just the fact that a lot of people like they kind of try to put it in the back. Like, right. oh, it's right. something else I want to get into. I'll just wait till I'm right. finished. No, you need to start doing that now so people can have an idea of you know what I'm saying like. Right. What your what what it is and and what it's for and and the worth because you might you might like several things so it it could be like oh I wanna I wanna dab in music I wanna dab in real estate fashion right. and you gotta see which one works because they're all not gonna work you right. gotta see which one right. really like fit fits your style and, what, and which one you really can see yourself thriving in that's what I think I too right. I think also society comfortably puts people in boxes from the standpoint exactly. of. Once we we can put you in a box, we can define you, and we can understand clearly where you fit in in terms of our lives and our understanding. Exactly. So, hey, this person is a ball player, and this person is this, and so now you have to you fit into my world as a ball player. But we see the downside of that even when you have people who do have meaningful. Everyone doesn't have meaningful feedback mm-hmm. for society, but there are people who do, and yet they're told to just shut up and dribble a ball. Why this person has no ability to give meaningful social commentary and express the needs of the the community exactly. and the population. Exactly. So because you look at them as an athlete, they have no um, what word am I looking for? Critical thinking skills where they can speak up and give some feedback onto what or, they observe. Or more so, a lot of athletes don't feel creditable. You know, okay, like gotcha. if like for instance, um, like I was telling you, I, I ran for president at my university. And at first, like a lot of people felt like I was incredible enough, right. you know, as an to run for a president of the yeah. student body. Yes. Okay. So, so I, I was thinking, why, why aren't I credible enough? You right. know, like right. I, I have the same, you know, knowledge and the same curriculum as anyone else running. You know, right. Right. like so. Um, I think it's it's more so on what the person solely wants to do. Because it's going, it's always going to be critics. I wonder if, if anyone's ever... I don't even recall in all the years I've been around athletics. I don't recall too many of the athletes um, participating in student body, student government, let alone, at least at the collegiate level I'm yeah. referring to, it's, it's tough. Um, running for president. That must have been pretty demanding of your time. How do you even balance that? Man, it, it was tough. Um, honestly, I, I, I transferred over with, with 3.7. So so I was good on that, but on at GPA the same yeah. so so at the same time, I had to learn time management. Like yeah. after after practice, it it wasn't really oh I'm gonna chill. No, it was like oh I'm gonna go to the computer lab. I'm gonna knock out these assignments. 
because I was already in my major. Okay. So it, it was really no games. And then on top of that, um, I was doing internships. And, you know, I was training um, for, for the league as well, you know. So it was all it was all really a combination of things, you know, because you got to – mental health mattered, you know. So I spent wow. a lot of time, oh, wow. like, working wow. on my mental health. Spent wow. a lot of time like, working on my body, keeping that, you know what I'm saying, in season, in form. Right. Spent a lot of time in the classroom. And um, honestly, I, I worked on what, what I could do better for the, for the university. Because obviously if I'm, I'm student body, I want to I wanna help the university. That's, that's my position, right, you know, right. that's, that's my work. So I was working on that as well, like um, just differentiating things on as far as like writing catalogs, uh, working on the curriculum. Like I told you, I, I, I worked on changing the uh, logo of the university as far as the colors, just bringing a, a, a different demographic to, to the school. Okay. So okay. I, I honestly say it was all time management. Is it okay to ask you what university? Uh, Winston-Salem State University. Okay. okay. But um, yeah, I, I definitely say it was, it was time management. Okay. You know what uh, our producer, Grace uh, Kilsey, was speaking with me about... Uh, you know, doing segments to help young people. And ironically, one of the ones we talked about was time management. So, you know, I was thinking about approaching it from the perspective of, you know, if you ask somebody how much money they have in their pocket, right? People know how much money they have. And yet, oftentimes people lack a value for time. I would argue that time is even more important than money because you, you lose some money, you can earn more money. You spend money, you can earn more money. You might borrow more money, but the point is you can get more money. You lose time, you can't get no time back. So when I ask people how much time they have even in a week, and I know the average person doesn't just necessarily keep track of it, but yeah. it's 168 hours. If I ask you how much money you make in a week, you know how much money you make at your job. Mm-hmm. You got me? But how much time do you have to work with? And therefore, you know, how, then again, how important it is uh, to manage our time correctly. What, what are the key components to time management? So if I'm, you help me help other people. If I'm working with a group of young people, what is it I need to convey to them about time management? Um, what what I did with, with time management, I, I figured I figured out the wants and the needs of, of of my life. You know, like what I what I want and what I need. So it was just small things, just for so like, um, like I said, I wanted to keep my body in shape. So it was like, uh, I could spend this hour doing chilling with friends where I could spend this hour working on my body, going to rehab, getting a good lift in. Okay. It, it was just small things like that. And um, as far as mental health, like, oh, I could spend this time watching TV or I could spend this time reading up on something, strengthening my, my knowledge of what I want to do. You know, and, okay. it, and it was just small things for so eating. Like, okay, like, I don't want to be sluggish. Like, do I go buy this burger? Or do I go go get this salad? Mm-hmm. So it was just um, I, I really say it was, it was small. It was small wants and, and needs, mm-hmm. and once you once you diminish those, you can move on to the next stage. Gotcha. You know. So a- after I figured out my wants and needs, it was it was more so okay. Now now let's let's find value. What what do I mostly value? You know. So it was more so like oh, you can't really. A lot of people can't really cut cut into your time. So who do you really value in your life? Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Right, that that right. was a part of time management. That's and real. Who's it? Yeah, who's yeah. Because right. I mean, you you get caught up with, with with a lot of people. That um, I think any any conversation is good, but some conversations it just sticks to you and that and it holds value. 
You know, like you can you can bump into a guy walking to the store and he could tell you something, just a a, a small piece of something and it could bring value to your life. Right. According to you could just like run into somebody they and they just talking your head off. And it's right. going one out the other, you know? So a meaningful use of your time. Yeah. Okay. So that that was that was like definitely like a big learning curve for me too. And then also um learn learning yourself and loving yourself because a lot of people they get into to the things of they watch others. So they learn others more than they learn themselves. Yeah. So I, I just feel like that that was a that was a big thing on me too. But well, that's a deep concept. I, you know, I've never uh, tried to define it or conceptualize it. But, you know, thank you, Joe, for thank you, universe. I think I'm blessed in the sense that I've studied myself. And it sounds crazy when I express to people how you need to step outside of yourself mm-hmm. and really observe who you are as a person, what motivates you, what causes Dude. you to function best. Yeah. Um, even in terms of learning environment, let me give you an example. Online courses are uh, very popular now. In, but students better make sure that the schools and the conferences they want to transfer to mm-hmm. are okay with that, right? Matter of fact, you could touch on that in, in, in yeah. a minute if you want to. But what I had to learn about myself is I'm ego-driven. So my classes at that point in my life needed to be in person. Because if I take a class in person, I don't want to have to avoid eye contact with my instructor. So therefore, and I don't want to exist in paranoia. So when my instructor is looking at me, I know I want to be informed of the topic, so I'm going to do the reading, and I want to submit my homework so the professor is not looking at me crazy and me thinking all the time, they know I don't have my work. They know it, right? So guess what? That would motivate me to do my assignments. Mm-hmm. If it's an online class and the only thing I got to do is avoid looking at the computer, oh, I'm not going to do the work. That's so I really had to learn what motivates me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's really like spending some time stepping outside of myself and studying who is Joseph and what motivates him in life, and what do I have to do to support my own success? You know, that's that's pretty much how I was too. I I really felt like I thrived better in the classroom. Right. It was more of like a a debate, and you can you could see and and you know what I'm saying like see what the professor was talking about, and it was I like um in intellect as well. Like right, I like right. to carry conversations about you know the the subject. There's something also to be said for physical presence because based on my observations of you, and how long have I known you? Has it been about six years now? Yeah. Okay, so ba- that time frame, you're a charismatic person, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of certain one-on-one contact or physical interaction works well for you exactly. because that is a strong part of your personality, exactly. part of your charisma, part of your swag, if I might say. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, mean, I could see where that would benefit you. I can see that. So, hey, let me ask you, how's the transition going from, okay, you, would you say your career in terms of trying to be a player is done, or are you still trying to pursue it, or where are you at with that? Um, honestly, I knew um, my, my career was over when um, when I had a trial with the Panthers, and um, I, I went through uh, physicals and all the physicians, and I ended up having a, a – a bone injury in, in my foot, mm-hmm. so it was it was to that point where where I knew like, Javaris, you can rehab and and do all the the proper things to try to get back into you know what I'm saying playing shape and back into the league, or you can choose what you really want to do and and go do that. Okay, you know so, okay. and that right there is a it's a very like cutting edge of you separating yourself because a lot of people like I told you earlier 
they chasing the dream to get right. caught up by reality. Right. That's when I knew where, okay, this is reality, you know. So um, with, with that, like I had a I had a small I had a small like a uh, series of I, I wouldn't really say depression, mm-hmm. but it was more so like right. um, me fighting myself. Right. Because I I, I don't I don't really think. Um, I don't really think I was depressed because I was still I was still blessed, you know. I was right, I right. was getting a, a degree, right. you know. I had I had a job, so you know. And then um, I feel like even though I didn't play it down, I feel like I was part of that. You know what I'm saying? Small percentage to to even you know what I'm saying get acknowledged by the NFL. Right. So right. that that's a blessing as well. That we want to see if this person can come play in our league. Exactly. Yeah. I get you. I I thought that one of the reasons I asked is because my senior day in my last year, when I finally realized it was over, I experienced what, for lack of a better word, I would call a depressing moment. Mm-hmm. It was most definitely not a clinical depression, but yeah. I was I was sad. So it was really later on I kind of looked at it as like, oh, the grieving of a death, mm-hmm. of understanding this part of my life was over. But the remarkable thing for me was this. I knew from the time I started playing, I wasn't going to make it to the league. I knew that. That was never really the thought process or objective. So when it was over for me, now, if you that being said, if you saw me training, you would perceive that, oh, he thinks he's going to make it to the league. But that's because I desire to compete in whatever environment I'm in. But I knew based on being a 24-year-old freshman and red shirting mm-hmm. at the age of 26 and being a 28 going on 29 year old redshirt senior who's working on trying to get in a master's program like look i am not the candidate whose nfl teams are about to look at and even then the thought of accepting it as over was just saddening to me so then it made me begin to realize like oh shoot hold on people who had been doing this from the age of five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i can understand how this is traumatizing how is damn near depressing that this is over. Then it also hit me that therefore I could understand how people who make it to the league and still have to retire at the age of 30. I mean, dang it, that's old in football, but relatively young in life. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that kind of leads me back to no, people need to have a thought process about what other activities you you could be engaged in what are your other loves what are your yep. interests what are your passions and need to be preparing for those things while they're actually still playing especially in college because college is still the time when you get to develop those relationships mm-hmm. you said networking earlier i don't think people understand that networking is almost I, i'm just using almost uh you know i, I could say just as but at least I could say almost as as important as walking away with the actual degree itself, because you it need is. to networking because our lives still become about who we know just as much as what we know. Exactly. I just took all your thoughts. I'm running off at the mouth too much. So, no. Hey, but but I just I've given a lot of thought to those things and I've watched a lot of people self-destruct and implode after athletics and. um and I get why, because to be successful, Adam, even you, my brother, you you were never someone I questioned in terms of your ability to make it on a professional level. I have to be supportive and motivating to all student athletes who come into my office and ask me for my help. But the reality is I've been doing this long yeah. enough to know, like, look, everybody, <laughs> everybody. say they go into the league. Like, if you at the community college setting, first of all, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's either based on usually talent or grades. So therefore, that's not a reality or even a realistic goal for many people. But I would say based on your competitive nature, your athletic ability and then your work ethic, it was a reasonable goal for you. And this you know? is um, 
this is a theory I, I have, and, and I have yet to really find out uh, a true meaning. So, you know how it's, it's people, like, people play ball, they, and they still have those aspirations of, of playing professional. Mm-hmm. How do they mentally get stuck in the space of continuously thinking they're going to play professional? At the age, you know what I'm saying, like after school is done, or or you you just figure out like, oh, I'm I'm gonna try for this league, I'm gonna try for this league, but it's still like you're getting denied. Right, so how right. how do they continuously like fight that battle? Because I feel like um to a, to a certain extent, it's it's mentally like you have to be mentally strong to continuously get denied. Right. Right. But at the same point, I feel like you're mentally not tapping into your your true self to figure out like oh I keep being denied this must be a sign right you know right, so right. so is that is that some sense of uh, a denial or you know what I'm saying like I think for some some people it might be yeah some because delusional yeah denial. because it's, it's it's almost scary to me how people will will fight will fight fight reality almost to to right, a sense right and and keep trying to to do what they what they quote unquote truly want to do, right. and then years years later they be like, man, why did I waste all those years right. doing right. that? You know, right. and and some people like me, I came to the sense where I said, man, I'm not gonna waste three or four years trying to get to leave. I'll, I'm gonna be in my profession. You know, okay. like I'm not I'm not gonna do that. But it just it just really like triggers me how, and I always wanted to know. Like, what was people's standpoint on, on that? Like, because it's like you fighting for something for years right. that you know isn't going to happen. That, that's such a sensitive discussion um, from multiple perspectives. So, like, if Brian, the, my co-host, was here, mm-hmm. a lot of times what he shares, and I truly have a regard for his feedback, is like, look, if someone, if that's what they want to do, I'm about to support it essentially till the wheels fall off, especially as it relates to his sons. I get that. I honor that. I think that's important. I do think there's most definitely points where, though, it can border on some people being in denial and some people being delusional. When I've had people who are in their late 20s, early 30s, and still thinking they're trying out for the league. <laughs> I have people, I've seen people play for what they call semi-pro football teams where you actually are paying to compete and play and think somehow they're going to get recruited off that. Now, that being said, we could always go back to Kurt Warner's story Mm-hmm. and say he was bagging groceries, I believe. And he's not the only one I've heard yeah, it's, it's was in those situations. So there's the balance of, especially in my role, supporting someone and someone's dreams and aspirations um, because the the idealistic notion of human hope is that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. But then there is also the balance of sometimes looking at the likelihood I wanted to give you this Vegas metaphor real quick because that's what I learned in Vegas that was so deep and I use this metaphor with athletes a lot. Think about how deep this is. In Vegas, when let's say you're playing those slot machines, right? Mm-hmm. When someone wins, they have a sound, right? They have a siren going off. And then you look up and it's flashing lights. So think about what that really means. There's fla- it's a flashing light and a siren in terms of noise to get your attention. And that kind of sends, it, it causes a um, the release of like endorphins in your mm-hmm. system where it's like, oh my goodness, someone winning. And it kind of conditions you to like, okay, the possibility to win is there. I got to keep spending money, put money in these machines. 
Although the reality is that for all the hours you was in that casino that you never heard those sirens, people was gambling, losing their money. So, so much attention is drawn to this one situation, <laughs> yeah. right? That it begins to condition us to the possibilities and then the hopes. And so that makes you just willing to keep feet in those machines, even though you didn't realize that like for matter of fact, now I'm going to bring that back to even the community college setting. Think about something, my brother. Think about how many coaches use it as a recruiting technique that, hey, I got this kid here. Right. When the reality is like, yeah, but what about the other 90 kids who was on the team? Who, yep. And so this one story now got kids flocking from out of state to come pay out of state tuition and live in adverse conditions to go to school in the hopes of living the same journey as Javaris McConnor or yep. Gerald Bowman. Right. Mm-hmm. When the reality is the vast majority of them may not end up having those outcomes. Matter of fact, some of them are coming out here, getting in financial debt and leaving with nothing but debt and bad grades because they didn't because they're delusional because what they haven't realized is the reason you had talent yeah. but you didn't go to a university because you ain't had a grades because you weren't really committed to what it took mm-hmm. to be a successful student and now you just go come all the way out here and pay university tuition at a community college when you still are not prepared to be a good student and that's part of what it means to be a student athlete so you know I don't know you, you do have to be positive but sometimes there is some level of um from my observation, people being delusional, especially when you're 30 yeah. years old, you ain't even in an arena <laughs> league, arena yeah. one, arena two, two, arena three, but you're playing pro, what they call it, semi-pro at the park, which, yeah, you know. Hey, but then again, watch this. That's not for me to decide the parameters of another person's life. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to give you feedback to ask you, have you thought about all these outcomes? And at the end of the day, if you say you want to chase it, then, you know, I still have to be supportive in the ways I can because it's my belief that a life lived in pursuit of a dream Mm -hmm. is at worst a life lived. You know, at the same time, you don't want to get older and look back on it and realize you've uh, wasted a lot of time. That being said, is it okay to ask you what what transitions you're making? Like, what are you into now? What are you doing? Um, Right now, I work for uh, First Pick Sports. CEO uh, Keyshawn Johnson. I do pretty much the management. Keyshawn all. Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, like mm-hmm. former USC Trojan and NFL. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what's up. So um, I pretty much deal with the the marketing and the management of uh, our NFL players. Okay. And um, we just recently uh, branched with um, NBA as well, so we have a couple NBA clients as well. But um, my my day to day is pretty much uh, meeting with uh, head marketing people far as like Nike, uh, Adidas, and, you know, some, some of the small in, in endorsers um, trying to get our players um, just, as, just as much money off the field as they're making on the field. Okay. And um, management, just, just little things um, like players, uh, they have a tend of, of getting traded, moving a lot. So um, I, I deal with uh, the flight itinerary just as far as uh, trying to get their, their housing situated. And uh, just just anything we can help to take off pressure for them, so they can do their job, which is play football or basketball at the at their full potential. Because um, honestly, when when you're a professional athlete, that's what we're here for. You you don't want to deal with those small things. Right. You know what I'm saying? That that's what we're here for. That are really not small. In one sense. Yeah. Liv- living situations ain't small. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe in the bigger picture of you being an earner. That exactly. can't be your highest concern at that exactly. moment. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> but um, what I try to teach um, our younger players is 
um, I try to take them through the steps that what I'm doing so I can, you know, have they have some sense of, of learning as well. So um, it's, it's also to me, it's kind of a a mentoring process because, of course, you know, I, I learned um, from from the, the other people in, in the office and uh, Keyshawn as well on how to can conduct proper business and um, just um, how to really like. Uh, how can I say it? Take care of your players, honestly, right, right. because uh, essentially, we we work for them, you right. know. And and it's and and it's kind of cool. Um, you know, you get to go to, to games, you get to you get to see a lot of things. But mo- most importantly, I think for me is I, I like to see uh guys make make it, man. Like you know, and and I feel like uh. It, it's a small, it, it's a small token of my appreciation when a when a guy like, oh yo Jay, I I got a game jersey for you, you know, or, or I got some tickets for you, you know that that goes a long way because okay. it's it's also it, it it almost comes to the sense of you know how you say you you enjoy seeing uh, kids getting scholarships yeah, and yeah. offers and moving on to the next level, and that's that's how I feel because um, I'm dealing with these kids when they're in college or maybe even younger and then when they go professional or whatever endeavor it's the next level I feel like man like that's what I like to see right, right. and and of course um some players they 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 don't make it or they fall you know what I'm saying like un, under under the league and they end up in another league but um essentially what you just gotta you gotta help them is um okay what's what's next you know, like what? What do you want to do next? If you want to try for another league, let's do that. If you want to get into to marketing management, like me, let's do that. You want to get into broadcasting, let's do that. You want to go back to school, get your master's, let's let's try to do that. Yeah. So that's that's what we also do as well. We try to try to help them become men, okay, as, as much as possible. And a lot of people, um, they see uh, people that work for agencies or agents as bad people. Like, all they all they want is your money. Which, um, to a sense, that's that's not true at all because it's it's some genuine people that that really care about players, and honestly, a lot of players don't know how to conduct their own contracts. Right. You know, like right, a, a lot right. of players don't know how to how to manage themselves. Right. They how to negotiate? Yeah, to kind how, to of how to manage their financial resources. Yeah, it's a yeah. It, it's a real it's a real like yeah. it's very strict business, and and you can go in there and if you don't know the guidelines to a certain contract. You know, you you be in trouble. Right. Nobody Put yourself can in a compromising situation. Exactly. Right. Which is why I can't remember what was that show I watched that ESPN thirty for thirty was it called Broke. Broke. And yep. it talked about how many people three years. I don't even remember the numbers or statistics anymore. But but I and I believe I'm somewhere within appropriate range. Three years outside mm-hmm. of their playing careers in yep. the NFL. Um, three years outside of their playing careers in the NBA or um, professional baseball just broke. And hey, look, and I can even imagine this. So watch this. If you make it to the league and you get league minimum, first of all, you're still getting taxed at a higher bracket. So you, you're losing some of your money through taxes, no doubt. But people perceive just because you made it to a professional yeah. league, you have financial resources. Yeah. And again, watch this. What they don't realize is you're looking at this maybe even top percentage of people in the league. right? Everybody don't got LeBron and Kobe money. You got me? So therefore, you take the people who might be getting league minimum, but everybody around them expect that, well, because you made it to the league, you should be able to help me out. And then there's a lot of people who, especially when you come from certain social conditions, you feel an obligation to try to help the people around you. Mm-hmm. 
you know how many of my student athletes have told me, like, Ms. Rose, I want to make it to the league. I got you. <laughs> and I had to tell them, I was like, first of all, you can't presume to know you're going to make it to the league. Secondly, you need to stop saying that to people because they're going to be people who want to hold you to that, right? Exactly. Like, well, you said you were going to take care of me, right? Secondly, even if you make it to the league, you don't know that the financial resources you make, I mean, a million dollars ain't much. It, re- it really is not. It's not going to, a million dollars is not going to support multiple households. So what people don't even understand is this. I will tend to make more than many people in the league simply because my career is something I can do every day for mm-hmm. the rest of my life versus I have a short window of three to four years. I'm going to make this money. And then because I wasn't prepared for the transition, I can't figure out a, a career path for the next exactly. 30 years of my potential working career in life. So therefore, that money isn't always what we think it's going to be, especially if you begin dividing it up amongst your family members because everyone has their hand out. So, no, I, I really... Um, now, that being said, you do something wise with that money and you figure out what your next transition is in life, a, a couple million can set you up to have a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. But without a clear understanding of the value of money and how to use money, yeah, right? And what are appropriate investments, right? So for me, for instance... You know, I think real estate is important. That's not the only way. And, I, and I'm not even talking about real estate as a money-generating investment. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about point-blank to own real estate and own property, right? But when you talk about the culture, pop culture especially, hey, the first thing you're supposed to get with your money, homeboy, is uh, some nice jewelry that depreciates in value, right? Mm-hmm. A nice car that depreciates in value. So your first major purchases become things that you immediately take a loss on. You know, and a lot of people just don't understand how to use money. But, you know, let's keep it real. I make it to the league. I'm coming back with a chain, too. <laughs> I mean, I got a chain now. It's just metal, though. <laughs> you feel know I me? Mean? I think, I think, I think uh, if I was to, like, get big money, first thing I'll probably get is, is, a, is a house. Okay. And then I'll probably would invest. Definitely invest. Right, right. You know, so... It's difficult. Do you find that work rewarding, though? You're enjoying what you're doing? Yeah, I, I mean, Do you feel it. like it's a blessing? Mm-hmm. Like it's a natural definitely. progression for you from sports? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it was it was definitely, um, it, it was tough at first because to some sense, uh, when you're a person like me, you're you're good at different, different things. Right. So, like, um, I just knew that, okay, this is, this is a mixture of all. So, it's pretty much like, Oh man, this is sweet. It's a sweet deal because right. it's a it's a bunch of things I like to do, opposed right. to just one thing, you know. So, and then um, I'm 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 the type of person that I feel like every day I, I like I like to see new things, like new right. challenges. So and and that and that's what this brings too, because some uh, some days you, you never know you might end up at a at an event that you never picture you going to, and then. Right. Um, with this job, I feel like it's it's a lot of networking as well, right. and um, very social person. I'm very, sure that works to your strength. Very social, and uh, a, a lot of people don't uh, take networking to the full extent. Like for me, wherever my wherever I'm at, my my goal is I I want to rub shoulders with with somebody that I know that will be beneficial for me down the road. Right. Even even when I'm I'm in the club, I like to bump into people because I feel like um a lot of deals. I've seen them made at at lounges and clubs right. because that's kind of like downtime and it's and it's almost to a sense where oh man like this is my time to see him like this is my only time I'm gonna bump right. into this right. person until you create a you create a, a aura where okay I see this guy serious because yeah. most times I bumped into people and I was like look man um 
let's set up some uh let's let's go grab some lunch next weekend right. let's talk about future endeavors i think i can assist you and you can assist me so what you're telling me is you've made productive relationships that are potentially going to be beneficial to your your work in a club setting? Club setting. Oh, shoot. I'm about to go tell my wife and see if she let me <laughs> up the house. You said, you said it might work like that? Uh, it, it, you just have to bring her. I'm clowning the shame. <laughs> I, got, I got a curfew. I got to yeah. be in the house by 9 o'clock. But it'll be okay. Yeah, she'll let me go to the club. I just got to be home by yeah. 9, you know? So, so you, so you might need to go to a club real close. Hey, <laughs> hey look. So as we, as we uh, prepare and move towards wrapping up, let me say there's young people listening and you are someone who's had an opportunity to compete at a high level, you've played at a university, and you've been blessed to walk away with a degree. Let's say you have one opportunity to share various things uh, with young people or either parents that you feel are going to make a um, significant difference or improvement with um, their experience of youth sports, their participation in youth sports, with the high school sports, collegiate sports, uh, and their transition afterward, what would you tell them? What would you tell them? Um, my my thing is, I'm just realizing it now, but coming up, I feel like a lot of young athletes, um, they should take advantage of the word and the meaning of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I feel like opportunity is is very important, and I and I feel like it is it kind of can help you. Right. on your future endeavors because if you have opportunity and you take advantage of it, it can take you to various opportunities. Right, right. So so to me in, in an understanding, um I, I use the word opportunity very, very serious now because um like with that being said, if if you would have never gave me the opportunity to be up here, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been. You gotcha. know, and, and also okay. if if a coach didn't give you an opportunity to make plays on the right, field for right. you to get a scholarship, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, and then it, it also comes to this coach believing in me and investing right, in me right, in college, right. giving me a scholarship to right. get my education. That's an opportunity. They're all opportunities. You know, I, so yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they downplay the, the word opportunity. And a lot of people make a lot of great things and great endeavors in life off the word opportunity. Just yeah. for instance, yeah. like um, Jay-Z, all he had was opportunities, you know? And, and it was kind of like after one opportunity and then you, it becomes a habit of being successful, you know? like mm-hmm. Because it, if you want to look at statistically wise or any opportunity, I think um, is, is winning. You know, like say if a guy he he never plays and he gets the opportunity to play and he just supposedly runs a pick six. That was his opportunity that he took right, advantage of. Right, you know, right. and and a lot of people, in in some sense, they can have opportunities and they taking it in in a negative realm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I'm getting in the fourth quarter. We're up, we're up by forty. That's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, now it becomes your responsibility to make good on that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I and like and like it's it's crazy. I've seen people make fifty three man rosters on a professional level just off of opportunity, right, you know. Right, and and a lot right. of people downplay, and it's really a blessing, man. Like you you cannot take opportunity lightly. And um also, I think um time management and uh, what else I would say. 
I think it's I think it kind of goes hand in hand with with opportunity. To to me, at, at the end of the day, a lot of words that that we say and use, it it flows back with opportunity because you're you're still getting a chance to to do something. Right. And I and um, I think it takes it takes you a long way, man. Because honestly, me without opportunity, I I wouldn't even be here. Right. You know, like it's just the sense of someone believing in me and and putting that time and effort that right. that I put in to get where I'm at. And truly valuing the opportunity. I think I heard before that they say success is when opportunity meets preparation. So opportunity being prepared to seize that opportunity. And then I don't know where it came from because I don't think he invented it. But hey, thank you. Shout out to my boy, Chris Hayes, because I remember uh, Chris told me this. And I've I've used this quote so many times is um, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Like, one of the worst things in life is to look back on certain situations and realize, like, I had a chance, I had an opportunity, Mm -hmm. and I didn't seize it because I didn't take it serious, because I didn't foresee that that would really present itself to me, Um, you know? So, and those are the things that make life, you know, or or bring agony later when you look on. So, you know, I appreciate what you're sharing just in terms of people seeing the value. And with you you saying that, um, I don't look back on on any on anything I did in my life as a shoulda coulda woulda or you know I wish I could change this because I took the opportunity to the fullest extent you know like and even if it was quote unquote uh, bad um, I made positive out of it you know and and I think that's that's another thing people gotta, gotta learn as being young as you can't you you have to to take that negative and and build it into a positive because n- honestly not nothing is is a negative it's always to me it's it's a learning it's a learning stage like say if you if you uh get cut it's it's learning right obviously if you got cut you have to look at yourself and figure out what you have to get better at or it could just been the wrong fit so with me like i definitely say like i i made a lot of negatives positives and and that's what kept me above you know, above water, like far as my just mentally being strong, because it's always if if you find a bump in the road, it's all, okay, what's next? Right, right. Like, all right, my my tire's like, all right, I'm gonna catch the bus. Right. You know, I was like, oh, I I don't got a bus. All right, I'm gonna walk or get a bike. You know, it's but it's I'm gonna get there. Yeah, it's it's always people find excuses and and I think that's where the the that thin line becomes where what what you want and what you need. You know, because people. People find excuses are so easy to find. Like you, you can you can be doing anything and find an excuse, or you can be doing anything and find and find a, a answer or a result. Right. And I, I just feel like it. Hey, or an opportunity. Exactly. You so it, it all just comes back to to those those key things. Hey, I appreciate you being willing to share that. Hey, thank you for making time for us today, man. I know your schedule. Hey, I respect your time. I know people's time is important. You got me. I respect that you, and I appreciate you for being willing to come back and share your thoughts my brother and hey that's a wrap there you have it you just witnessed two kings talking and thank you for tuning into king talk talk with you later